Hello and welcome to episode 50 of the Oddworld News Podcast. This week's episode is titled, Music, Food, Home, and a Drone. Oddworld News is a weekly podcast where we cover the strange, peculiar news that has occurred throughout the world. If you would like to follow along with this week's episode, you can find the show notes in your podcast application of choice or by going to oddworld.news. Here are the story for the week of November 22nd, 2015. Mac and Cheese Probation? On episode 43 in the story titled No Food for the Rude, we covered the story about a University of Connecticut student who was caught on camera ranting at the manager of the Union Street Market while drunk. The following week, he apologized. Well, he is now back in the news. This time, he is looking for probation for his crime. Specifically, he filed an application for accelerated rehabilitation. If he is accepted to the program, the charges against him, the misdemeanor of breach of peace and criminal trespassing, will be dropped. His next court appearance is on December 21st. Meow Meow Music There is one thing that the internet loves. It is cat. This also happens to be one of the topics we have covered on the podcast. There is no shortage of cat-related items. This week, we have another cat-related item, but it is not a toy, cat condo, or even catnip. No, this one is not a physical object. It is music. David Tell, an accomplished orchestral cellist, has created a Kickstarter campaign that creates music just for cats. Tell's research is founded on the principle that all mammals develop an appreciation for music based on sounds present in their early stages of development. Tell states, quote, Most of humans' sense of music comes from the womb. We form an understanding of rhythm from our mother's pulse. But cats establish theirs after birth through the sounds around them, like birds chirping and suckling for milk. End quote. Tell says he chose cats over other mammals because they are commonly kept as pets and University of Wisconsin research confirmed their appreciation for species-specific music. As of this recording, he has raised over $220,000 for the project. Golden Breaks Japan is known for having some strange things, particularly when it comes to food. Some of these things include candy squid, curry lemonade, cucumber Pepsi, and even eel soda. The Japanese are going to expand this. Well, a company will expand it for the Japanese. That company is breaking off another new chocolate bar. Nestle, the makers of the infamous Kit Kat, are releasing an additional one to go with the existing 15 different flavors available in Japan. This new flavor is dubbed Sublime Gold Kit Kat. The Sublime Gold Kit Kat bar will be a limited quantity of 500 and will cost 2,016 yen, or approximately 16 US dollars. This Kit Kat will be edible. However, the second one that they are releasing will not. The second Golden Kit Kat bar is 230 grams, or 8.1 ounces of 24-karat gold. The solid gold Kit Kat bar will be raffled off to a member of the Nestle Chocolate Membership Program. The edible gold Kit Kats will be available at the end of December. Nugget Bucket Way back in the first episode, episode zero, of the podcast, we described a shortage of McDonald's french fries in Japan. This week, we have another story about McDonald's in Japan, but it does not involve fries, but another food from McDonald's. Within the United States, you can either get a 10-piece, 20-piece, or even a 40-piece chicken McNugget meal. McDonald's in Japan has a new offering, an even larger quantity for the McNugget meal. Unlike in the United States, the Japanese can normally only get a 5-piece or a 15-piece meal. Starting in December, in a new promotion in Nagata, you'll be able to order a 48-piece bucket of McNuggets. The promotion is not just for the super hungry, but it also supports the newly formed J-Pop idol unit NGT48 the Nagata-based sister group of Idol Mega Group, AKB48. Each of the 48-piece buckets will come in one of two images of the NG48's members. 
along with a bucket to special paper tray will be used. And each of the 48-piece orders will come with one of 25 limited edition commemorative cards. The special packs will go on sale in December. The special packs will go on sale on December 1st for 1800 yen or approximately 15 US dollars. The promotion will run until the special packages run out. As a note, a super fan would have to eat 1200 McNuggets to complete the entire set of commemorative cards. First theft gone wrong. While humans are supposed to be the smartest mammals on earth, individual humans can be remarkably dumb, as is the case in this story. A 55-year-old Georgia man stole a Coors Light delivery truck from a Circle K gas station. Once the official delivery driver of the truck came back out, he saw the truck drive away and called police. Police put out an all-points bulletin on the truck. After he stole the truck, the man drove it 4.1 miles into a fence behind a Bojangles famous chicken and biscuits restaurant. When he pulled the truck over, the man forgot to do something, a rather important something. That something was put the truck into park. When this occurred, the truck ran over the man's leg. The man did suffer a severe injury to his ankle. A woman who lives across from the Bojangles restaurant stated, quote, I was in my kitchen drinking coffee and I heard it. So I came to the door to see what it was and all I could see was the back of the truck and there were a whole lot of police cars. End quote. Columbus Police Department Major J.D. Hawk states that the thief will face theft by taking a motor vehicle and eluding police. That is, he will face the charges once he leaves the hospital. Sith Lord, are you not? The second dumb criminal story of the week occurs in Jacksonville, Florida, where a 32-year-old man from Tonawanda, New York, walked into an 8-to-late convenience store at about 5.30. Now, many criminals use different tactics for hiding their identity. This one chose to use a rather conspicuous costume, Darth Vader from the Star Wars universe. This costume included a helmet as well as a replica of the chest-mounted control box that is seen in the films. Vader walked into the 8-to-late with a silver handgun and demanded money. The store clerk refused to give him any money, and a tussle ensued. During the fight, the clerk grabbed a jar of dressing and flung it at the Sith Lord, slamming it into his helmet, causing the robber to flee. While outside, the robber took off the mask that he was wearing while getting into a car and looked directly at a witness nearby. No one inside the store was harmed, and police found the vehicle nearby, which was described as a silver car with New York plates. Police went to the residence where the car was staying and asked the man to come outside. When he emerged, he was bleeding from the bridge of his nose and was identified by the witness as the robber. While doing their search, police also found several handguns and ammunition in a backpack belonging to the suspect. The man is being charged with armed robbery, as well as possession of a firearm by a felon. Obviously, this guy is not Darth Vader, otherwise he just could have used the force to get what he wanted. Third theft gone wrong. This story is the last in this week's trio of stories that covers less than smart criminals. This week's story is from the Great White North in Toronto, Canada. The York Regional Police were alerted to a theft of a truck. Police put out an alert about the truck and were soon able to locate the truck just north of Toronto. When the truck was located, police attempted to pull the truck over, but the driver refused to stop. York Regional Police state, quote, Out of concern for public safety, officers did not pursue the tractor trailer. End quote. Instead of pursuing the truck, police used GPS to track the location. When they were able to locate the vehicle, they had noticed it had rolled over and none of the three suspects were in the truck. They had all fled on foot. Police began a search using canine units to locate the men. One of the suspects was found driving a car in the area and was arrested. The other two were found nearby attempting to hail a taxi. The three suspects had stolen the truck that was filled with approximately 30,000 pounds of cheese. The three suspects, who range in age from 19 to 36, are each charged with theft over $5,000, as well as 
possession of property obtained by crime over $5,000. Not working out. It is sad that drunk individuals continue to do stupid things, but it does create fodder for the podcast. Just like in the previous story, this one comes from Canada, also from the York region. Police indicate that they received a call at 2.30 in the morning from a 27-year-old caller who phoned their non-emergency police number. The caller asked the officer for assistance starting his vehicle. The police officer who took the call could hear the engine revving in the background. Through talking to the caller, police were able to determine the location of the car and the caller. Police were able to locate the man in the area and pull the car over. Officer spoke to the driver who was showing obvious signs of being impaired by alcohol. The driver was arrested, brought to a local police station, and took a breathalyzer test. The results were that the man was over the legal limit. The man is being charged with impaired care and control and over 80 care or control. For those who are not natively from or understand Canadian law, impaired care and control is equivalent to driving under the influence. 80 care or control means that there are 80 milligrams of alcohol per 100 milliliters of blood. Noise squabble. Neighborly squabbles are unfortunately all too common. Some of the things that neighbors could disagree about include fences, who takes responsibility for specific trees or bushes, and even noise. Sometimes when there is a disagreement, some neighbors decide to take matters into their own hands. This is exactly what one 65-year-old woman has done in Harwick, Pennsylvania. Back at the end of August, a 49-year-old man, one of the woman's neighbors, finally decided to buy a drone. The man had spent three months determining which smartphone-controlled model of drone to get. The first day of getting the drone, he was flying the drone around 160 feet. As it was getting dark, the man decided that it was time to land the drone. So this is what he attempted to do. After hearing the quadcopter's propellers running at 14,000 revolutions per minute, the woman left her house to figure out what the noise was. The woman states, quote, It sounded like a weed whacker or something coming at me at eye level. I didn't have a choice. No one told me it was under control. End quote. Not knowing what to expect, the woman took some gravel from her driveway and threw it at the drone, which caused some substantial damage. The man states, quote, It was a rock, not gravel. She could have hit us or hit a car because the rock was thrown in the direction of the road. End quote. The man states that the drone was under control until it was damaged, making the remote app he was using useless. He also indicates that the drone's high-speed propellers made it potentially dangerous if it is out of control. The man states, quote, That's when the two propeller blades flew off the drone and almost hit me in the face. It got really gnarly for a while. End quote. He also states, quote, There's been tension for years. That's why I have a six-foot fence around my house. End quote. In lieu of being charged with criminal mischief, the woman agreed to pay the $600 to repair the drone. However, this was not until after she had been arrested and had her fingerprints taken. Home for sale. If you are in the market for a house, have some money set aside for it, you can own your own piece of land in Tifton, Georgia. Let us look at what this one-of-a-kind house has to offer. This home was built in 1969 and recently renovated in 2012. To bring it up to governmental regulations, include meeting the Environmental Protection Agency regulations. The two-story house sits on 32 acres and has many modern amenities. Some of these include 12 bedrooms, 12 full bathrooms, and a four-car garage. It also has a great room, exercise room, computer room, recreation room, and its own workshop. There are even some solar panels on the roof to supplement the electrical system. Some of the less common features include a 15-seat home theater, and it even has a modernized commercial kitchen that has double ovens, a breakfast bar, stone countertops, an island, and nice stained cabinets. It also seats 12 within the kitchen. There are a couple of special features with this house. The first is decontamination showers, and the second is a specialized secure air intake system, and it even includes its own private water system. 
Along with what's included inside the house, you also get a 100-yard outdoor firearm range. There is one slight downside, though. The views are not that good. The house, built in 1969, is actually a converted bunker. The bunker can withstand a 20 kiloton nuclear blast. It is able to do this using the 3-foot-thick walls, which are made of 4,000 to 6,000 pounds per square foot hardened concrete. The building sits on a spring system that is designed to absorb a blast. The asking price for this house is $17.5 million. Now it sounds like a lot of money, and it is. But if you're in the market, it can be yours. Frozen Fog Mother Nature can do some pretty amazing things, and has in the first short take for this week. The video is taken from a dash camera while driving along a road in China. The trees along the road have frozen fog on them. It is actually quite astonishing to see. Long Ride The second video also comes from China, except this video shows the longest escalator in China, and possibly the largest at 367 feet. The escalator ascends 173 feet, and it takes two and a half minutes to complete the journey. Slow Speed Tornado of Fire Getting video of anything is not easy, but a pair of British YouTubers who specialize in slow motion videos have captured a video of an artificially created fire tornado. The video has been slowed down to 2,500 frames per second. Go and give it a watch. Survey request. While we are out of stories for this week, there is one last request. With it closing in on one year since the podcast was launched, and this being episode 50 after all, I'm trying to learn more about you, the listeners. I would appreciate it if you could fill out a very brief survey. Your answers will greatly help shape the future of the podcast. You can find the link in the show notes. If you are using a podcast player that supports chapter marks, you can simply tap on the link to bring up the survey. Alternatively, you can also go to oddworld.news slash 2015 survey. A link, as I mentioned, will be in the show notes. And that concludes this week's episode of the Odd World News Podcast. You can find the show notes for this episode and all previous episodes at oddworld.news. You can follow us on Twitter at underscore oddworldnews. If you'd like to submit a story or send feedback, you can email us at oddworldnewspodcast at gmail.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, please subscribe, follow the Amazon link on the left side of the website, and rate us on iTunes. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back next week.